0: Everybody says the Penguins are going to make a big move at the NHL Draft this weekend. But that implies that the general manager, Jim Rutherford, uh, that implies that the GM is going to force a move even if it's a reach. And he's going to make a move that's because that's what people expect. I don't think that's going to happen. We know that Rutherford was dangling Rust, Sherry, and Simona out there when he talked to Arizona about Max Domi. So I expect those names are in play. Olimata could be in play. You got to give to get. And maybe the Penguins like Alexiak a little too much. They think Alexiak could be a top four. I hope that opinion doesn't hurt them. And by the way, I disagree with it. Good bottom pair, okay. Top four, yet. Uh, Rutherford wants to shake up the team and add more depth. But there's so many guys Rutherford probably doesn't want to trade. And they're guys you don't want to trade either. Let's make a list. Sid, Gino, Kessel, Hornquist, Gensel, Watang, Dumoulin, Schultz, Murray. Okay, so that's nine names you're just not going to trade. So if you're looking to make a deal, who the frig is going to want Sherry or Simone or or Sheyenne? I mean, maybe some team does, but you won't get much return. So your biggest trade chit's are Mata, who you shouldn't want to trade, and they probably don't, Rust and really what's he gonna bring? Nothing cataclysmic. It might come down to recycling Brassard, who just didn't seem a good fit. Brassard's a top six center, and he was used to playing the top six role on the line with top six wingers and getting top six minutes. The best third line centers are actual third line centers. Sick again brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, to add to that, when Sully keeps trying to artificially create depth by putting Phil Kessel on the third line, he should remember HBK in the 16 playoffs was a fluke. The way Benino played then was a fluke. Since then, Benino's proved it's a fluke. No offense, he's on a good team, making a lot of money in Nashville, but he's still a third-line center. That was a fluke. The production of that line was a fluke. They tried to recreate it by in Broussard, and it didn't work. Why? Because it was a fluke. 412-333-9939, the number to call if you're just tuning in. Uh, The Penguins' openers at home on Thursday, October 4th, against defending Stanley Cup champion Washington. Washington raises the banner the night before at home against Boston. The entire NHL schedule will be announced tomorrow. I'm getting tweets saying I'm picking on Kessel. If I am, that's too bad. He's a pain in the ass, isn't happy unless he's unhappy, doesn't practice hard, doesn't work hard off the ice. He's going to dislike whoever the boss is, no matter who it is, no matter where it is, he doesn't hit, he doesn't block shots, and he always has a better idea. He's a pain in the ass. And it's time for him to straighten up and realize Pittsburgh made him, not vice versa. They won Stanley Cups before he got here, and dare I say, they'll win after he leaves. Enough already. I mean, I I coddled the guy myself the way I talked about him. But he's been here three years. He's done real good. He got 92 points last year. How bad could the coach have used him if he got 92 effing points? Like I said, some guys, and I'm one of them. I sympathize, I empathize, I understand. Some guys aren't happy unless they're unhappy. But to quote the Partridge family, come on, get happy. 412-333-9939. Uh, now, now here's a promotion I'd like to see the Pirates run instead of, uh, like, you know, Sean Rodriguez bobblehead night. In Russia, Burger King ran a promotion that would give any woman who got impregnated by a World Cup player uh, a, a bunch of rubles, the equivalent of $47,000, dollars 47 k and a lifetime supply of whoppers. Sadly, uh, the reaction to this promotion was not good, if you can imagine. And the promotion was canceled before foreplay could even get started. Uh, who says Russia is the enemy? Because I, I like that. That's That's pretty zany. is the number to call. We got plenty of time to talk today because uh, Kabali was our only guest. I'm not going to replay that interview like I did yesterday so I could go to Youngstown and see uh, ZZ Top and John Fogarty, which, by the way, was a pretty good show. I had great seats. Fogarty was better. Uh, He had a bigger band, uh, anywhere between seven to nine people on stage at a given time. And he has, as much as I like ZZ Top, the Fogarty songbook with Creedence Clearwater Revival is almost unmatched in American music. And ZZ Top, they sounded great, but when they recorded, they doubled the guitars, tripled the guitars. Then on stage, there's only one guitar. And it sounds a lot more bluesy, and it loses that wall of sound type thing. And it's real good, it's just a little bit different. Like, they played Gimme All Your Love. and when the riff started, I thought it was like a Texas blues, which I guess a lot of their songs are when you peel away a few layers. uh. Anyway, so today's, today's show's been good. T- yesterday's show was rotten. Today's show so far, and yes, I realize it's early days, has been pretty good. Uh, t- Tell you what, we've had a lot of people die that we've talked about on this show lately. Another one, Bit the Dust... Uh, Last night, uh, Big Van Vader passed away. Leon White, who I worked with briefly in WCW, uh, played briefly in the NFL, and then went on to become a huge star in wrestling, especially in Japan, but also in WCW, and briefly in WWE as Big Van Vader. Uh, Leon passed away at 63 years old. Makes you think. Uh, He had a great match versus Rick Flair at Star K 93. Belt versus career. Kind of gave Rick's career at that point a second wind. So uh, Big Van Vader, uh, rest in peace. When he was managed by Harley Race in uh in WCW, the eight time world champion, boy, what a terrific combination that was. And Leon had heart problems, and you know why he died? Seriously? He was too fat too long. So I got about six years left if I'm on the vader timetable and maybe not that many because he, he worked out a lot more than i did uh let's go to mike in the car mike you're on the mark madden show mark what up what up what up man
1: dude you just summed it up perfectly with what you said about phil kessel man i can't i can't agree with you more and honestly is any production worth trying to fit an eye in the word team I mean, well, no, no, definitely- no
0: but hold it hold it you, you see you're misinterpreting yeah. okay yeah. I listed Phil's flaws, and now you're inventing ones that, that that aren't there. He's fine in the locker room; teammates really uh, like him. He's, he doesn't play selfish; he just plays he a different way. But it's all the kvetching. It's just constantly being bitchy and potty and unhappy. It's like you know what it's like. It's like having a teenage girl who didn't get asked to prom in your locker room. Is he too
1: much of a hassle for for Mike Sullivan to coach him, and it's taken away from himself? Well, him? Mike
0: Mike has to get over some of this too. This is a couple guys who both have to get over this dispute for the good of everybody else involved. But, but Phil's agree. teammates like him, and the fans like him. You know why? He's no. a cartoon character. Like, like seriously, I'd like to put some truth serum in some of the Penguins and say, okay, you like Phil. Do you take him seriously as a person? I, I would wonder what the answer to that would be. Let's go to Harry in the truck. Harry, you're on with Double M.
2: So what's going on, Double M?
0: What's going on, Harry?
2: Uh, when, when all the time comes when coaches have outlived their usefulness in professional sports, you say all the time that the Penguins are a player's team, not a coach's team. Right. The players don't like him, and Sullivan doesn't. Yet he's willing to possibly get rid of a guy that scored 92 I, points. I, I don't think they are going to get rid of him. But you see, here's the thing. Even though he was on a line with players that aren't up to par talent-wise with him,
0: he still manages to score 92 points. Yeah, he got a lot of those on the power play where in the eyes of the penalty-killing team, he was the third or fourth option to defend. Okay, I'll give you that, but at
2: the same at the same time, I mean, this is a guy that played with subpar players, and Sullivan won't leave it alone. Oh, okay, I, mean, I push-
0: just told you that the subpar players argument didn't fly, uh, and he played with subpar players in the 16 playoffs and went on a tear. Now, I agree he should play with Malkin. But if he's not playing with Malkin, he needs to shut up. I mean seriously, in the pecking order on that team, in terms of dressing room cachet and who they should worry about keeping happy, where's he ranked on that team? 5th or 6th maybe? Yeah, absolutely. But I want to know where the coach ranks in it's a players' team. Uh Don't educate the guy. Right you know right I mean? n- right now, right this second the coach ranks ahead of Phil. Right this uh, second. That can change a lot. That can change very quickly. On a player's team Yeah, I get that I get that But don't you agree He just needs to shut up and play And not pot and play Absolutely You make millions of dollars To to, to play a game That any which one of the world Would give up Oh, that's not true That's not true I would want my maximum value Bro, seriously I hate when people talk about Adults playing a kid's game It's a job And they deserve maximum value Uh, Certainly not a kid's game Certainly not a kid's game Thank you for the call. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. You know, I, I'm getting tweets now. Oh, you you've turned on Phil. No, I just think it's long enough with the convetching with the bitching, with the moaning, with the boo boo face, with the potting, with the oh, play me with this guy. You know, there's a reason Phil's never played with Sid. I hope you can figure it out. And when Phil says he wants to play with Gino. He should make sure Gino wants to play with him. And he should ask, maybe don't ask Gino. Or if you do, make sure he has some true serum, or maybe some of the good Russian vodka. Or maybe ask some of the people I talk to if Gino really wants to play with Phil. 4123339939. Uh the pirates lineup. I hate talking about the pirates because they stink and nobody cares. I've realized in the past couple of days I can come up with great baseball analysis and I do because I'm a super genius and I do my homework and nobody cares. The Pirates are filler between the end of the Penguin season and Steelers training camp. But, let's say you bought a ticket to go to the game tonight. And By the way, the weather is not good right now. Maybe, maybe God or Joe Donardo now that he's in heaven, maybe Joe saw the Pirate lineup with... Osuna and Freeze and Sean Rodriguez in it. That's what happened. Joe DiNardo said, why would he play those stiffs? Nah, he's not going to. And every time, Joe, if you're listening, and you you always did, if Mr. DiNardo's listening, Joe, every time Hurdle starts Rodriguez, rain down ungodly amounts of water on that game, whatever city, wherever it is, An indoor stadium, the Dome, I don't know what you can do there. But if you take care of the outdoor games, maybe God can think of something for the indoor games. Joe used to say it would. I think Joe DiNardo looked at this Pirate lineup and said, it's just not good enough. Seriously, you're a ticket buyer? What do you think of when you sit down and look at those stumble bums in the starting lineup for a game against the first place team in the division? I know some guys are hurt and Dickerson's on family emergency leave, but but Sean Rodriguez should never play. You know what they should do with him? Seriously, I mean this very seriously. If you have to play him, bat him ninth. Bat him behind the pitcher. Because sooner or later you're going to get to a pinch hitter for the pitcher. You'd rather have the pinch hitter up before Rodriguez. The Reds did that with Billy Hamilton, and he's hit 197. Which is over forty points higher than Sean Rodriguez. 1059X. Here's the World Cup scores for today. Uh, Portugal one, Morocco nil, Cristiano Ronaldo scores for Portugal, of course. Uruguay one, Saudi Arabia nil, Luis Suarez scores for Uruguay, of course. Spain one, Iran zero. Uh, Bob, the Egyptian magician, no doubt heartbroken by that development. Not sure who scored for pain, uh, Spain, but the Iron Sheik, who's Iranian, was on Twitter and he was pissed by the referee. Iran, number one, referee, ah, tui. Uh, I'm getting crap on Twitter because I'm criticizing Phil Kessel. Okay, I'm going to mention his flaws. Okay gonna go slow. Pain in the ass, is always unhappy, complains all the time. Doesn't practice hard, doesn't work hard off the ice. Will dislike whoever the boss is, no matter who it is, no matter where it is. Doesn't hit, doesn't block shots. Always has a better idea, wants to dictate who he plays with. What did I say there that was wrong? Tell me one thing I said there that was wrong. Because none of it's wrong. And if your argument is, well, he scored 92 points, leave him alone. What about when he doesn't? How about the playoffs when he did almost nothing? Was he hurt? The coach says no. The GM says yes. Phil didn't talk at all. 92 points doesn't mean you have carte blanche. We've had guys... Here in Pittsburgh, who have scored a lot more points that didn't have carte blanche. Some did. Some didn't. Some earned it. Phil hasn't. If you want Phil to have carte blanche like Sid does, that's just stupid. He's not Sid. You want Phil to have carte blanche like Mario and Yags did? That's stupid. He's not Mario or Yags. He's not Gino. People act like Phil's one of the best players in this team. And he is one of Sid one, Geno two. Letang had a bad year, but he's more important. Matt Murray's more important. And more important is what figures in the pecking order. Gensel's more important than Phil right now. Had a better playoff than Phil. That's for sure. Let's go to Freeman in Waynesburg. Freeman, you're on with Double M.
2: Hi, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to call in and see if you liked uh, Ride Along
0: Two, the movie. Why would you call and ask that now? I didn't see Ride Along One, the movie. Is that one of those things that Ice Cube's in? Because Ice Cube's in every movie that has a number on it: one, two, three, four, whatever. Except Jurassic Park, or maybe it is. I only watched the first Jurassic Park. Again, I always say, if it can't happen, I don't like it. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson was in there. The guy who played the priest on Oz was in there. The special effects were good, but, but once was enough for me with Jurassic Park. And I'm an Ice Cube fan, by the way. It's just that he's in every movie with endless sequels. I'll tell you what he's not in, though. You know what I just got on DVD. Mandingo Massacre 14. Yikes. It is indeed, as promised, a massacre. Some people have no idea what I'm talking about. Google Mandingo Massacre 14. On second thought, don't. On second thought, do not do that. Let's go to Jake on the south side. Jake, you're on with Double M. Hey,
2: Mark. I agree with all your, your points on Kessel. And just curious... Let's say Kessel applied himself off the ice, which yeah, we know he never will, but let's just say that he applied himself as hard as he could. How much better would he be? Like, What is his uh, Well, Here's the thing. Bill
0: doesn't tank the practices. He doesn't tank off-ice workouts. He just does what's required and nothing else. I had somebody say to me, a hockey guy, if Phil worked 10% harder on the ice and 10% harder off the ice, He'd crack 100 points. But 92 is not bad. Let's go to John in the car. John, you're on with Double M. What's going on, Mark? What up?
2: Uh, I just want to talk about your points when you hit on Sean Rodriguez. Um, I mean, I just think every time I look at the roster and he's on that lineup, I think it's a disgrace just because he's hitting 165 or whatever now.
0: 159. He's even worse. Might be 153. He's getting paid $6 million. 5.75. Well, now hold it. You can't hate him because he's overpaid. I'm not saying he's overpaid. Hate them what overpaid.
2: Somebody else should be be getting a a spot in that lineup than him. Oh, anybody else. I think they should bring up that kid in uh, AAA, the shortstop, and and just let him try.
0: I don't even know who that is.
2: I mean, last I, I can tell
0: was, you, like who the Penguins' minor league centers are: Teddy Bluger. The Pirates should right. bring up Teddy Bluger. <laughs> well, doesn't that man, sound like I mean, he's the star in like a movie about, you know, teenage angst? Never, like, like a member of the cast of that '70s show. Great, us meet our new friend Teddy Bluger. Today's show, I think, is going swimmingly. I might go home and watch Jaws tonight. Released today in 1975. When's the last time? Here's a good question because I think movies today suck. They're all recycled ideas, endless sequels, reimaginings of, of of movies already done. Tell me a movie made recently that compares to Jaws. Like that movie that won. The Academy Award for Best Picture, like Liquid Love or whatever it was, like that's about somebody making love to an alien, a human making love to an alien, or a human making love to like a a a, a uh, artificial intelligent, like a, a man made creature. Heck, if I could do that, I'd never leave the laboratory. I'd just keep inventing. Be a lot better than playing the game out there. You people know what I mean. But uh, when's the last time a movie got made? Like Jaws, that was that good and felt that impactful. Like when you watch Jaws, you felt like that was a special movie that would that would live forever. And, and it wasn't it did. But then you got like like I'll give you an example. The best movie I've probably seen, where I said, Boy, this is really good, was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Really good, not even close to Jaws, but really good. I just don't think that imagination is there today, the originality, and I also don't think that people want to make movies that will in any way offend. I mean, that that Three Billboards movie had some racy parts, some bad language, it had a racist character. Remember the big outcry? Because Sam Rockwell got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and his character was a racist cop. Because, well, we shouldn't have racist cops in movies? Yes, we should. If the storyline calls for a racist cop. You people out there, y'all need hobbies. You're fighting for causes that don't matter. We got Dustin and the Kid on hold. We'll get to them in just a second. It's the Mark Madden Show on 105.9. The movie that won that Academy Award was The Shape of Water. And Listen to the plot in a nutshell. I haven't seen it. It's about a mute female janitor who falls in love and has sex with a captured humanoid amphibian creature. Okay, and at the end, she helps him escape. And she jumps in the canal with him, and he kisses her, and she develops gills. Okay, that is Splash. Splash. That is Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks in Splash. That's almost the same plot as Splash. Only they did it all fancy-schmancy and artsy-fartsy, and it wins the Academy Award. Dear God. 412 333 is the number to call. Uh, I got, you know, people who disagree with me don't have the guts to call the show much anymore. Because then you have to answer for yourself when you sound like a dummy. Uh so uh I get abuse on Twitter because I don't communicate back with the humanoids anymore and uh that way they feel like they've won, I-, I suppose. But but here's uh a tweet I gotta read regarding my proclamation that Kessel's like the fifth or sixth most important player on the Penguins, behind Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Murray for sure. And Tom, who wants to trade Latang, says, LOL, Kessel is more important than Latang. I'm assuming he's being sarcastic. 58 was a disgrace this year. And let's not forget the Penguins won a cup without Latang. The Penguins need Phil way more than they need Latang. I know they don't, idiot, because. And I'll give, you, I'll give you two reasons to pick from. Two reasons, no waiting. One is wingers are disposable, defensemen are not defensemen are extremely important. Wingers, not so much. I mean, you want good wingers because they make good centers that much better. But number one defensemen are in such short supply in this league. And Letang's the number one defenseman. And yeah, they won without him in 17. Don't know if you remember, he scored the Stanley Cup winning goal in 16. And uh, the second piece of evidence supporting my argument is if you gave every single general manager in the league, every single one, every coach too, every single GM and coach in the league a choice between Letang and Kessel, every single one would pick Letang. So Tom, tweet all you like, but you've been soundly thrashed up, uh, albeit via the show after you tweeted. It. It's not quite the same as kicking your ass and then hanging up. i got to admit, you've taken some of the fun out of it. 412 333 is the number to call. Let's go to Dustin in Greensburg. Dustin, you're on with Double M.
2: Hey, hey Mark, it's Dustin. Hey, man. Um, you know, I think you said the other day that the guy from Columbus, they wouldn't be able to fit him with the salary cap
0: for the pens, but... You're the super genius, though. So what what guy's scenario? from Columbus? What are you talking about?
2: Panarin. I think he scored like four. Yeah, they're goals. not going to
0: trade for Panarin. They're just not going yeah. to. What else you got? Is
2: there well, is there a scenario that you see, like maybe LeTang and our best prospect? Okay, they're just
0: him? not going to trade for Panarin. Anything else? Uh, it sucks, man. He'd be so good. Oh, okay, says, I'll say it. For I forget if it's a third or a fourth time. They're not going to trade for Panarin. They're not going to trade for Patrick Kane, either. I don't want Patrick Kane, man. He sucks now. Yeah, Uh okay. Thanks, hockey expert. See you later. They're not going to trade for Panarin. They can't afford Panarin. And Columbus would not trade Panarin within the division. I feel very confident in saying that. 412-333-9939, the number to call. So much to be mad about today, like the Pirate lineup. But, hey, if you don't care, I don't care. If it doesn't bother you that Freeze, Osuna, and Rodriguez are starting against the Brewers tonight at PNC, it doesn't bother me. Heck, I'm the last real Pirate fan. I just want them to win. And if they don't want to win, and they couldn't want to win, looking at that lineup, then I don't care. And a lot of people don't care. Uh, you know, the reason the Pirates' attendance blows isn't because people are mad. No, it's not. That's not why. It hasn't dropped by 14K since 2015 because people are mad. If people are mad, they'd show up and throw stuff and boo and, you know, light the place on fire maybe. Don't do that. No, people just don't care. That's why the tennis is down, because people don't care. They went past mad, they're not caring. Let's go to Aaron on Route 79. Aaron, you're on with Double M.
2: Hey, Super genius, glad to be on the show. Hey, um, I think Tom on Twitter is a turd. He must not know that uh, the defenseman starts to break out. He's the forward at the hash. The forward goes in. And uh, without Latang, how do you start all that?
0: Well, he's just one of those dinks who needs somebody to blame because he didn't win a third straight cup. You know, he, he instead of embracing the fact that they won two in a row and enjoying that, looking back at those memories, which, as I said include Letang scoring the Stanley Cup winning goal in, 19, in 2016, he has to have somebody to blame. And it's Letang, because Letang would rather, his, that guy's girlfriend would rather nail Letang than him. And a lot of the anger toward Letang traces back to that. And that guy's from Greensburg. I've seen the women in Greensburg. You don't want to see the women in Greensburg. Letang wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. And I'd t- touch just about anything with a 10-foot pole, but not a woman from Greensburg, PA.
2: The women in Greensburg would make a
0: freight train take a dirt road. Thank you, sir. What the hell? Let's go to Jeff in the car. Jeff, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Good.
2: Hey, I was just wondering if you thought that uh, Phil Kessel, not
0: overdoing it in the preseason, not working too hard in the off season, had anything to do with? Who the said fact that? that I didn't played. say that. I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I didn't say you said anything. I'm asking you a question. Okay. I mean, he I'm doesn't. He, he doesn't. You see, you're acting like uh, you're acting like I said. He tanks practice and tanks off the No, of I house. didn't say that. He doesn't work as hard as he could. He's he's not a hard worker. Is the is the most fair way to put it. Okay. With that said, do you think that that helps him play in the consecutive games that he gets
1: that he gets under his belt? The fact that he doesn't wear himself out.
0: I think the consecutive game streak is because he doesn't hit and doesn't block shots. I think he plays a game uh, where he puts himself at almost no risk, which is which you've got to give him credit. That's pretty tough to do in a very risky sport. But Phil puts himself at almost no risk out there, and he's very effective. Again, I don't want to pile on the, the guy. He had 92 points. He, he ran the best power play in the league, but he's got to quit being unhappy. If, if you score 92 points and you're unhappy, you need therapy. You need to look in the mirror and say, why am I freaking unhappy?
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: If you can play hockey and keep in knock block shots and not hit anybody and get 92 points, you you better just be thankful. Well, no, you better get 92 points all the time. Ser- seriously, because if you <laughs> play that... No, I'm serious. If you play that way and get 60 points, you don't help. You need to be uber productive if you play that way and... And Phil Kessel has been since joining the Penguins. Full credit, but boy, you have to wonder. And I don't want him to block shots. I don't want him to hit. But I go back to what a hockey guy told me just yesterday: If Phil worked just ten percent harder in practice and ten percent harder off the rink, hit top a hundred points. Thank you for the call. Let's go to John and Gibsonia. John, you're always super genius.
1: Good day. I said right. Hey, um, I was talking that you were talking about Chris Letang, and I, I totally agree that, that he is a lot more important. Any number one defenseman is super important to a team, and, and, and especially Letang to this team. I just hope he bounces back from from his, the season he had last year because I, I think he had definitely had a subpar season.
0: Yeah, no it's question. Just, there's there's no yeah. question. He did not just play as good as they need him to.
1: Right, and, and he, he would he, be the first himself. to tell
0: you that it was mostly inconsistency. He had some real good games, but he had some real bad games as well.
1: Right. And I think if he's himself, he gives them a tremendously better chance to, to, to get back to the final. I think next once year.
0: Tanger gets away from that neck surgery a full year away and, and has a summer, a full summer to work out, I think he'll be that much better. Now, he does need to tone down his game just a little bit. He needs to gamble just a little less, put himself at risk physically a little less. Not a lot less, but a little less. I think if Tanger just considers his age and picks his spots and tries to help himself uh, be I, – I don't want to say – you see, I want Tanger to hit because the fact he's an offensive defenseman who hits is what makes him special. Absolutely. But Like a lot of times Tanger will get rid of a puck, like make a pass, and then leave himself vulnerable to a hit. He's got to protect himself better. When he was younger, maybe it was easier to do that, to like just – dart out of the way at the last second, but now not so much.
1: Can I, can I make one more point, too?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Hey, um, the thing, I mean, it's almost impossible to, to to
1: question Coach Sully. I mean, he has just a, had the magic touch with this team. It just seemed a little odd that he, you know, its there was a, a, the middle of the season, that Kessel-Malkin line was just, I think it was Haglin too, was on that line. They were killing it. They might have been the best the best line of the league for a couple
0: yeah, of years. But, yeah, but Sully switches lines so much, it's tough to draw a bead. On which line did what and when. Uh, that Haglund, malkin hornquist line was the best line the in the line, league for okay. a while. And then you okay. had Sid play with Hornquist and went on a tear. And I'm praising Sully, not criticizing. I think he handles that juggling, knowing when and who to move at exactly the right time. Sullivan does that better than any coach the Penguins have had. And I do mean any coach the Penguins have had. Oh, no, he's phenomenal. Have had. He's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for the call. Stay with LeTang for a second. Again, I, I don't want to make it sound like he needs to overhaul his game. But like on the pinch, don't pinch every time. Pick your spots a bit better. Make yourself less vulnerable to hits after you let the puck go. Just little stuff. But you don't want him to get away from taking risks because taking risk and executing under the threat of risk and conquering that risk and making that risk work for him and the team is what makes Chris LeTang so special. Let's go to Mike in Elwood. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hang up and
2: try again. I will hang up and try again. Let's
0: go to Dylan in California. Dylan, you're on with Double M. Those were the two best calls of the day. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It's been quite a day here on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, At the top of the hour, I'm going to talk about what people don't like about soccer, the diving and the writhing around on the ground, and I'll tell you why you just need to accept that, ignore it, and appreciate what a great game it is, and then I'll tell you what I don't like about certain sports you love, and I've grown to accept those and not like them because they're part of a culture. Each sport has its culture. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. Here's breaking news, and one thing about Bob nodding the Hillbilly Prince, you got to admit he has balls. He's got brass, that one. As you know, uh, sports gambling is now legal across this great nation of ours. Pennsylvania's course is run by a bunch of ass clowns, so New Jersey already has sports betting operational, and we're nowhere close to doing that here in Pennsylvania because I mean, obviously, the state doesn't need the money. The Pirates sent a letter to the state saying, we want money from sports gambling to maintain PNC Park. We want money from sports gambling for the upkeep and maintenance of PNC Park. I saw the letter just now. It's on Twitter. The Pirates want money from sports gambling. Like I said, balls. Huevos grande, amigo. Good God. They take, they take, and 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 they take. And then they want some more. Again, massive balls. Uh, a Penguin note, I don't even know what to say. That should be worth a longer rant than I just went on about that letter, but uh, I don't know what to say. They made, what was it, $84 million over the past two years, and they want tax money. To upkeep the stadium. Boy, John Steigerwald, if he was dead, he'd be turning over in his grave like an outboard motor. You could hear him hum, he'd be spinning so fast. When they ask you, how much should we give? The only answer is, ma, 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 ma. John Fogarty, by the way, you know, he's kind of a right wing flag waver now, and he wrote the most, the, the best protest song of all time Fortunate Son which goes to show age and money can change anything and everything. Penguin note, they've announced two development coaches. One is Tom Kostopoulos, who was mostly a minor leaguer, but played some games in the NHL. Outstanding work ethic, just retired. He has been named the player development coach. And Andy Kyoto, played goal for the Penguins a number of years ago, played most recently in Europe, has been named the goaltending development coach couple of good guys, couple of smart hockey minds. I think they'll they'll add well to the Penguins organization. Let's go. Okay, uh, Dylan in California is called back. Let's hope he's actually on the line this time. Dylan, you're on the Mark Madden show. Good day,
1: Mark. Right. So I just wanted to agree with you on the
0: Penguins being the best
2: protection, not only on the Penguins but in the league. But my question for you is, who do you think would make a good teammate for him as a defenseman on Tangler?
0: A good partner? Yes, sir. Dumoulin.
2: Google it. I want your do- opinion. No, I didn't
0: say Google it, you simpleton. I said Dumoulin.
2: Um, oh, okay, okay. But who
0: Who else? I well, why does one. there need to be more than one? This just a 2 question. Okay, my second choice would be Mata, with whom Tanger has also played successfully in the past.
2: Okay. I think
0: that's everything, Mark. Well, that's a great call, Dylan. And that was pretty slick when I said Doolin, and you said Google it. I don't know if you meant to be funny, but but actually was. And really, that's how the Jamokes out there, the dopes, the citizens—that's when they're funny. When it's accidentally so. In just thirty seconds, I'm going to talk about what you don't like about soccer, as compared to what I don't like about the sports you like. It's the Mark Man show 10590x